0: Hello and welcome back, Tradey Business School, the uh, podcast where we have real conversations and help you to run your trade or contracting business more enjoyably and more profitably. I'm here with the amazing Barry Magliaditi. How are you today, Barry?
1: Excellent. Thanks, Miranda. Happy to be here.
0: We are going to talk today about uh, how to set yourself up for a successful year. The ultimate game plan. Tell me a little bit about uh, why does this matter so much?
1: Yeah, I put a post in our free Facebook group, Trades and General Contractors Global. If you're not a member yet, uh, make sure you click a link somewhere around to get it to jump in there. Every couple of weeks, I give away a guide, uh, which is an insight step into what we teach our clients at the Trading Business School. And one thing that I know has been paramount for my own success and the success of our clients is having a good game plan in place. Now, you know, business plans have changed a lot in the last, I guess, 18 years that I've been in business from, you know, where there are 30 or 40-page documents that ultimately were no good other than the paperweight that sat in a desk drawer to the way that we go about it now, which is just a few pages. Like a few pages is all you need to make sure that you are clear of, of First of all, where you're at is really important, where you want to go, and in many ways, just keeps you on the right track to achieve that. You know, you look, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that, you know, the best laid plans have to be malleable. They have to be adjustable. And that's what I love about the game plan process that we teach is that it is simple enough uh, that it's able to be changed on a dime and keep your business on track and profitable, but it's complex enough that it's everything you actually need to ensure that you are goal setting properly for your business, that your staff know what's up, that you know what's up and you can actually achieve your goals in business. So I guess this was uh, more than anything, Miranda, originally a way to keep myself on track with a one page I could have up on the wall to, to know what I was doing when I was doing it without having to get lost and caught up reading, a, reading an instruction manual called a, a business plan
0: yeah i know i mean those documents are are such a thing of the past and let's face who's got time to go through all of those but more than that it's acknowledging really what what works and we don't need the complexity of multiple page plans we need the things that are most effective the things that matter most and things that will help us move um from where we are today to where we want to be um, in, in the simplest way possible. And that is what this game plan does. Um, and, and as you said, we, we use it with our clients. We take everyone through it every 90 days. Um, we'll explain a little bit more about that in, the, in a moment. Where do we begin?
1: Yeah, so look, if you listen to some audio, um, that's totally cool. We are screen sharing um, the document, the game plan, but audio will be fine. We're not gonna go into super high detail. So don't feel that you need to stop this episode and find uh, the video on YouTube or whatnot. However, somewhere below this video, we will also link in the document so you can later uh, take it and get it filled out. Uh, It's a new year. It's a perfect time to to complete something like this. But, you know, what we've found to be really, really effective, Miranda, is before we start any of this, is to first reflect on where have we been? You know, I know that when we spoke to a lot of clients, often they have trouble thinking up and dreaming up, well, what do I want or where do my goals need to be? And I guess... You know, one idea is that we can go and create goals based on something we want. The other idea is we can actually look at the last quarter, the last year, and we can ask three very powerful questions. The first one is what worked, right? What worked in this past month, quarter, year within our business, within our personal life? You know, you can relate this too to your personal goals, my health, my finances, my relationship. What worked, right? Write all that down because then we can look at, well, what didn't work, right? Now, the reason we do this is that any good map, it has a starting point and it has an end point. So we don't want to go and mess with the stuff that's worked. We just want to do more things that work so that, that all around it can work even better. So what worked, what didn't work. And once we get clear of those two reference points, we can start to work at well, what's next, right? What do we want to keep working? And what are the things that we want to change or we want to upgrade or we want to do different in this next phase of this next period of our life?
0: It's so that's such it almost seems too simple to ask those three questions. You know, The power of reflection, as you said, um, this can be applied to any area of life. So we can do this personally as well. But, you know, what worked, what didn't and what next? It's really interesting when we start separating things. And and I'd encourage any of you when you do this and take some time later, even after after listening to this episode, um, take a moment, download this and sit down. I would encourage you to print it out and get a pen out and sit in and put some time aside and write this down don't do it in your head um it's one of the things that we do do in in uh, trading business school is we get people to sit and, and write it out um keeping it in your head you don't get the same clarity but uh once you start dividing things out it's really interesting how much clarity you get from putting that on paper and noticing well, okay, the, the, yeah, I've got more uh, a crystallized view now of what I need to do next now that I've noticed all the things that didn't work. Um,
1: yeah. there's work. a am oh, sorry, I was going to say there's another part of this. I won't go into it in full detail, but something a, a mentor of mine taught me many, many years ago is around this phrase or methodology, be, do, have. Mm. And it's, it's a very, very powerful process where you reverse engineer your first workout, what do you want to have? Right. And then in order to have that, what do you need to do? So let's just say I, I want to be, uh, you know, I, I want a hundred thousand dollars in the bank for argument's sake. It's OK. Well, if that's what you want to have, what activities do you need to do to have that? Right. This, first of all, I need to be saving money. I need to be earning money and so forth. But then the most important question is, well, who do I need to be? You know like you can't turn around and, and say that you're someone that values wealth creation or being financially free or your health and fitness if you're not being someone that values that if you say you value wealth and wealth creation and financial freedom yet you're spending all your money on alcohol and cigarettes and materialistic objects you're never going to be financially free if you're not investing that money the same too if you say that you value your health yet you're eating junk food you're not exercising going to the gym things like that there's a misalignment there and so part of this process is very powerful on this first part around kind of creating momentum is well, once we kind of look at what's worked, what hasn't worked, and what's next, we can then distill that into well, what, what do we want to have? Right. Which is which is starting to formulate some goals. And then it's like, well, what do I need to do? What what activities do I need to do to have that? <clears throat> but most importantly is well, who do I need to be? Because one thing that I've found personally is if I'm being that person. That, that is somebody who treats my partner nice or is there for my kids or whatever it is, the doing and the having ha- almost happens automatically yeah. as a result of me being that person. And so the reminder becomes more around like Barry, be a good human. Barry, be someone who values wealth creation. Barry, be someone who, who values your health. And naturally you start making more choices that move you towards having the things you want to have.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a powerful uh, a powerful thing to do, and I'd encourage anyone if we if we step into uh, the person that we need to be to have the things we want to have, and we step into and we start being that person, then we will have the things eventually. So you step into and you behave like that person, like you have that um, immediately. So you you make those choices now.
1: Yeah. I had a conversation with a mate of mine on the beach this morning before surfing, and he was kind of talking about, all, you know, all these struggles he's having in his life, and it's, it's, it's become a little bit of an ongoing thing. And I turned around and said to him, dude, like, have you got any goals? And he's like, oh, like, like uh, yeah, you know, like, I kind of know what work I want to do. And I was like, no, you don't. Like, you haven't, like, your response has told me you don't have any goals, right? And if you haven't got any goals it's no wonder that you're getting caught up in putting out fires all day every day because you're not being decisive on how you're investing your time and he's like oh i guess i'm just worried about being let down again and i was like man that's a huge sabotage you know for me what i realized many years ago is that when i set goals and i moved towards achieving it i had a choice of of thinking two schools of thought when i didn't get there one is I failed, I wasn't worthy of having that, I'm not good enough, you know, all this other BS that goes along, BS being belief systems, Mm. or the other one is, huh, I just learned what doesn't work. I just got given feedback. And the moment that I realized that, and I started taking the perceived failure as feedback, as indications of what not to do, that was the moment that I started to realize that the only time we actually fail is when we stop.
0: It's an interesting one. Someone said to me the other day that they were uh, they feared failure. They're afraid of, of failing. Uh, and, and so what? What are you doing so that you don't fail? Oh well, I'm not. I'm not. They're either sabotaging or they're not taking any action. They're simply staying staying still. Not 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 acting at all. They're, they're defending the status quo and doing the same thing every day. So okay, so you're 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 worried about failing. So you're avoiding it by not doing anything. Yep, yep that's what I'm doing. I so, said, well, you're not guaranteeing yourself of failure by doing nothing is it in fact perhaps even the success that you're you're scared of that you're fearing because you guarantee yourself of failure by not choosing to do anything different yeah what's next on our plan
1: yeah i guess it's the three key components first one is preparation which is what we just spoke about right that's just the preparation process to get the brain diggy out. the game plan itself is two core pages one is a page we have on the screen, and for those listening, it's got a few different key areas. This is basically, I guess, what we create as our north star, and I speak about this a lot in my book, The Path for Freedom. This this first page is more so, uh, I guess, the the pole in the sand. It covers things uh, like our vision, right? What's the vision we have for for our business, for our life? What's the mission? what are our days? Remember, vision is like the sunset, mission is the, the path up the mountain, and our values are the compass to ensure that we get there. It covers things like what are, some, what are some goals for three years? Now, the further out we set goals, the less detailed that should be. So if I've got a 10-year goal, it's typically one sentence, or in this case, three-year goals, we have a date, we have revenue, gross profit percentage, net profit percentage, and maybe cash on hand. Right, you might throw in there a few other things like we have a new office building. I've, you know, met met the woman with my dreams, but there's not a lot of detail there. There doesn't need to be because it's it's disassociated. It's far in the future. So this first one page is vision, mission, and values. We have some targets around three years, some commercial targets because business needs to be making money and growing and being profitable, and maybe some uh, less commercial targets. Then we kind of want to look at well, what are our, our core drivers? You know, what are the core drivers? And these are things like maybe net promoter score, customer satisfaction, number of contractors that we have, right, type of work that we're doing. And what do we see as being some core projects that get there? Now, the one thing that I want to share is with this whole process, we basically zoom right out, we put the stake in the ground, and then we start systematically reverse engineering things, becoming more and more detailed every step backwards until we get to what are our weekly actions. So when we set these goals, we don't need to know how to get there. We just need to know that that's something we want to achieve or there's some meaning behind that particular thing. And this process goes about distilling and systematically reverse engineering it until we have those smaller actions.
0: It's definitely worth spending time doing this. I I do notice many people avoid this and they'll get into going either to the nitty-gritty and doing, doing the do on a daily basis. There can be challenge around, well, I'm not quite sure what my future looks like, those sorts of things, but I would encourage you to persevere and sit in that space and put something down. Now, you know, six months down the track, you feel like, wow, I was so way off with that. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, you've just gathered some really valuable data on what works and what doesn't, and you can recalibrate, it's your plan. However, you put something down, do not leave it blank.
1: Yeah, and and what I would say too, is if you're not currently working with us and maybe you struggle with goal setting, you want some assistance, I'd recommend to book a call with one of the team because we'll actually take you through part of this game plan process for free. Now, it is a part of our application process to see whether or not you'd be a good fit to work with us, whether or not we could actually help you and your business grow. But regardless, even if uh, we or you decide that we're not a fit after the call, you're still going to walk away with a lot of clarity in the game plan that you can take back to your business and implement with your team as well. So feel free to book a call with one of the team at Trading Business School. We can help you through this. But yeah, I guess the first page, Miranda, is like, you know, for me, when I look at it, there's a sense of like a nice feeling in my heart of like, yeah, like if I achieve that, if I got there, that's a significant improvement or step up from where I'm at right now. Now, you know, if I look back where I was 20 years ago, there's no way I would have ever thought I'd be where I am right now. But but processes like this have helped me to slowly over time keep stepping forwards to where I've been able to create a belief that, that to some degree, anything I put my mind through is achievable. Now, if I can do it, you can do it. And anyone else in this call can do it. But again, it all starts with just putting that stake in the ground, writing some things down and going through this first page and onto the second page, which we'll talk through now. Yeah.
0: I think one of the keys is um, that no business and nobody is too small or the exception to the rule. This will work for any business. In particular, it is, it is brilliant for trades businesses. Um and, and to actually go, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna fill it in, I'm gonna pull my socks up. If if you're not where you would like to be in business and you're looking, you know, it's it's January and you're staring down the barrel of 2022 and you've got uh somewhere you just know that you would like to be uh, in a different space in your business uh, by the end of the by the end of the calendar year, then this is what you need to do.
1: So if we look at the the first page as being like you know the bigger picture, the vision, mission, values, we've got a couple of three year goals in there. We've started to, um, distilling the three year down into one year. The second page of this this two page plan is our quarterly plan. So this is the plan that we've set up for the first quarter of the, the the new financial year or the next calendar year, wherever you're watching this and doing this process. We wanted to distill that one year plan down into the quarter. So let's just say that for, for the year we have three kind of core goals. It's the way that I like to operate, you know, in, in my companies. So let's just say there's a goal around finance. We want to grow from let's say one million to two point five million. There's maybe a goal around retention rate of our clients, and there's maybe a goal around um, you know, our culture or something like that. We would then look at those three goals and go, okay, cool. In order for us to uh, you know, this quarter make a big step towards achieving our revenue goal. What do we need to work on? Have we got enough leads? Are our leads converging, converting? Do our clients stay with us? Is our average sale well enough? Like we start asking some questions to go, okay, like if we could just focus on one to three projects that once we complete would move us, you know, a, a, a three-month step towards our annual goal, what do those things start to look like? And so what we're going to do here is we want to set some targets for the quarter. Again, revenue, gross profit, net profit, cash, maybe accounts receivable, You know how much money is left owed to us. It's a big issue a lot of traders have is having you know mass amounts of money owed to them because they have poor collection process in place. And once we get clear on those quarterly targets, we wanna start working out, well, what are our projects? Now, you'll see if you're looking at this screen, there's projects and operational activities. The difference is projects are things that you do once off to move the business forwards. Right. example might be, uh, a project might be to create a system for hiring staff or it might be a project to create a system for debt collection or building a marketing campaign, whereas operational activities needed to reach our financial targets. They're the things that we should be doing daily, weekly or monthly, right? They're day-to-day operations of the business that are not the once-offs. Does that make sense? Do you want to maybe... Give a give a further breakdown of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's an interesting. It's, often people will go, well, "What's what's a project like?" and and I, it's the it's the on the business stuff. So whatever you're doing um, that is operational, that is around running your business on a daily basis. That you know is doing the jobs, is getting out there on site, doing those things. Then those would be the um, you know sort of operational activities that you might need to refine or improve or potentially change or stop doing any of those things that looking at these operational activities but the projects are on the business i like to look at as an in versus on the business and there's always refinements and improvements that we can do in running our business to help us move towards goals it's not always about new things that we have to do all of the time but it's really important to look at the balance of both of those to head towards goals
1: absolutely a few key points to mention is that We would typically have a theme for the quarter, you know, based on like we might have those three goals, retention, revenue and culture, but it's like which one is the highest priority based on what the business needs and we'd create a theme around that. It's just an easy way to communicate the message across the whole team. When you're setting projects, it's really important that there's a date specific of when it's going to be completed by Mm -hmm. and there's only ever one person accountable to complete it, right? Now, there might be 10 people that, that are responsible for completing Parts of that project, but the accountability of seeing that project through is always on one person, right? It's their responsibility to deliver, to deliver the project and work with the various people within the team on the various components. But if there's multiple people that are that are accountable for it, there, there's a very easy way to point fingers and point blame and not get done. So that's that's a couple of key things to mention. The only other thing is that we usually have a section down here in the bottom, which is how do we celebrate? But it's really important that there's, there's a celebration of you personally, but also of the team and of the culture and of the, the company once that those goals are achieved. You know, something where the team feel inspired that they want to achieve that thing
0: it promotes celebrate it's an interesting one when i ask people how are you going to celebrate and they kind of give me this quizzical sideways look like what are you what are you talking about um and there's often and i don't know if we you know as you're listening you, you might have experienced this bit of a culture of you where know, we keep things quiet we're not going to celebrate it's almost like a show-off or or um you know that sort of uh tall poppying around hey I've, I've achieved these things you know celebrations don't always need to be large parties and and loud and fireworks and all of these things it's an acknowledgement of progress and it is so so important that we build the neurology around feeling good about our success we acknowledge progress we put a peg in the ground um we celebrate that before we move on or else we're just in this perpetual moving machine that will wear us down uh it's very very important and it may be just a discussion maybe it's let's you know have lunch maybe it's just a really upbeat conversation and a hey that's awesome let's all high five each other it could be as simple as that it's an acknowledgement of it though before you then rinse and repeat this process for the next quarter
1: So, one last thing to mention on this um like if you've got the download you'll see there's a few sections most are pretty self-explanatory there is a section that says critical numbers people or bs which is balance sheet or critical numbers process or balance sheet So, again, you know, like I like in all my companies to have critical numbers, and critical numbers are ideally one to three numbers that if you as a CEO only read those three numbers, it gives you a pretty holistic view of how the company's performing. You know, like each of my businesses have different critical numbers, but if we look at TGC, it's typically uh, revenue is one, uh, retention rate is two, and what's the third one? I think it's uh, active clients yeah so so to me i know what the average sale is of a client so the revenue tells me how many active clients or how many uh clients we have the uh retention rate lets me know how well we're doing on delivery if we're delivering the goods and people are getting results they're going to stay And active clients shows me basically how many people are participating and engaged and active in the program so again you know we measure maybe 50 different kpis across the whole company but just me seeing those, those three in five minutes gives me a really good insight into how the company's going. So, critical numbers, what is that for your business? And we divide them into people and process, right? So, people might be, again, like engagement of staff, it might be turnover of staff, it might be retention rate, it might be net promoter score. Process might be uh, are we doing things you know, faster, cheaper, or more profitably, right? feel free to to arrange this and play with this as you see fit in your business but the main thing is to go from doing feedback on the last term to work out what worked what didn't work what's next and then look at painting with a picture in the future 10 years and three years and what you'll find is the more that you do this process every quarter the more that, that future vision starts to distill itself as well you get clearer of that but the whole point is, is to get this done and start moving forward. and and focus more on making progress than trying to get the thing perfect
0: absolutely um it, it does seem it does seem remarkably simple but it's such a powerful such a powerful process to go through so you know you can pick up this document in the in in the somewhere below you'll find a link to it um if you're watching it online so um, sorry if you're listening to it in the car then you might want to stop and even you know, jump on and find the try and find the video at some stage but you don't need the video you just download it and go through the process it's all there in the document
1: absolutely miranda thank you so much trust is added value and again more important than anything is to make progress over perfection if you want a hand to complete it uh, if you're unclear of your goals uh, reach out to us let us know book a call for unattended we're more than happy to take you through the process as well uh, we're here to help you to succeed in your trades and contract and business. Uh, thanks so much for watching the show. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to get first access to future shows.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as usual, Barry. So we'll sign off there and uh, we'll see you guys all again soon. Bye for thanks. now. Bye.